Welcome to Career Tools. Today's topic, developing internal relationships, the where, part two. Here we go. Okay, how about breath? Yeah, look, same thing. In the same way you need relationships above and below you, you need to reach out across the organization. Ooh, I want to go back and say one more thing. And by the way, folks, I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. Mike and I are both engineers. We both did well academically. We were both given men to lead. We did the best we could. Mike probably did it better than me. And um, we were not naturally prone to be people persons. Maybe I was a little bit more than Mike, but I wasn't nearly enough. And I thought if I had a good idea and if I worked hard enough, I could get ahead. And I was wrong. I will tell you that you need relationships above and below you. And don't let somebody tell you it's wrong to try to have relationships with people a couple of levels up. Now, choose somebody a couple of three levels up who's easy to get along with that you're not stressing. But obviously, you can have a mentor and you could look at where your mentor should be from in order to make sure you're reaching across the organization and up the organization. But don't be afraid of having relationships more senior. Don't make it all about that um, because that's weighted poorly. But don't apologize. Uh, Mike and I both have benefited from knowing more senior people, even though Mike often tells the story at conferences of walking up to senior VPs at mobile when he first started his corporate career. He didn't have any problems saying, you're wrong. (laughs) his boss finally said to him, boss finally said to him, you really can't do that. And what's funny about that is I always thought he was so easy to get along with. Well, whereas when I was in the army, I would turn to generals and colonels and say, you're wrong. So don't do what we did. It didn't help either of us, right? Yeah, it didn't, didn't help. Even though we both know we were right, right? Yeah, of course. But (laughs) being right really is not a defense against stupidity. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, if people have heard the story before, then you'll know that the manager told me, stop trying to be right. And focus on being effective, right? That was there you go. a big lesson. And effectiveness in organizational companies, in organizational, meaning organistic companies, means it's all about people, which are nothing more than beings filled with organs. Because you're organic, folks. That's how it works. Your company is not called a mechanization. It's called an organization for a reason. So, so look, you probably already know a bunch of people at your level in your division. That's good. The people you work with every day that you interact with. Again, within your division. But do you know people who work for your bosses, bosses, managers? You know, if it were a family tree, do you you know your cousins? And and what about your second cousins, people on your level who work for somebody three levels above you? You'd have to go up three levels to catch somebody and then come back down in order to make a connection between you and them. We're not suggesting you have to know everybody. But if you're an accountant in Division A and a new law comes in about how you have to treat some accounting entity – Maybe it's an offshore accounting. Maybe it's a joint venture. Maybe it's a subordinated venture or something like that. Would it be helpful for you to know an accountant in Division B who already de- who deals with that stuff all the time? Sure. Would it be helpful to reach out to her and ask her how she's dealing with the change? Absolutely it would. So what we're recommending here is you map your relationships onto the organization chart, not just by height, but also by breadth. So I gave you the seven-layer organization before. Think about a division now, or think about a company now that is seven vertical columns wide. And so in other words, what we have is 49 square grid, seven high and seven wide. Same thing here. You want to end up with a diamond shape by saying, 
okay, I'm going to be strongest at my level. In other words, the widest part of your network, the densest part of your network will be at your level. It'll be weakest in terms of vertical at the very top and very bottom, but it will also go all the way across the company. If you say to me, Mark, I've got those 20 people at my level and 13 of them all report to your boss and there are 20 people at your boss's level, meaning there are a couple of hundred people at your organizational level and you only, you, you know, 15 of them, but 13 of them all work for your boss. You're not broad enough. Okay. And it's not enough to know your bosses, know your peers at your bosses or know your peers that work for your boss and your boss's peers direct. That's not, that's not enough. We want to spread you out across all aspects of the company. Okay. And again, we recommend the relationships you have relate inversely to your division or your section. In other words, most of the people you know will be in your division and there are going to be some people outside of it. And the further you get away from your division, the less interactivity you have with people further away, the less you need for relationships. We're not suggesting you know one person in every single division, although that wouldn't be a bad idea. We're simply suggesting don't overdo it at your immediate group, in your immediate little area, in your little uh, immediate work area. Somebody suggested when, when I gave this talk recently, um, somebody suggested that I think the big aha for me, Mark, is that I always think of height in terms of the, the company, in terms of rank. He says, but we're kind of rank neutral here. I always roll my eyes at that. He said, the problem is I don't know anybody in this company who doesn't work on my floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we've talked about that before. There's evidence to suggest that being distant from your boss does not need to be in another time zone on another continent. You need to be in a different physical office and the Relationship scores and effectiveness and efficiency scores of people on different floors in the same office building with the same address are closer to people in a different time zone than they are to people in the same building on the same floor as their boss. Literally being one floor apart from your boss will get you an enormous decrease in the amount of interaction. Now, we can't say that's true for relationships. It only applies, the study that we saw was only about, uh, about boss to subordinate relationships, but I can't believe it doesn't have some applic uh, applicability. That when we're talking breadth, you've got you've to get off of your floor of the building and think more broadly across the entire organization. And so be thinking about all seven of those vertical columns and ask yourself, okay, where are the people? And look, how, how, do, you, how do you determine the columns? Well, is your company organized geographically? Is it organized by uh, product line? Is it order, or, or organized by products and services? Is it organized by digital versus analog or physical products versus uh, software versus services uh, versus hardware? Are there hardware, software, and services groups in each of the five major divisions of your company? In which case, you've got a 15-wide company. You've got every single division having hardware, software, and services. And the goal would be, obviously, uh, for those people close to you who you interact with you the most at your level, and even a level down, a level up, you're going to have more people at those areas. But three divisions over... You, I promise you, you're going to go to training with them. You're going to interact with them. And I'm amazed at the number of people who go to training and there's 15 people at training, three of them, three, three people from the same division. And those people sit together at lunch. 
I think I've told this story before that uh, Richard Feynman, the Nobel Prize winning physicist who worked on the uh, Manhattan Project, absolute genius and was involved in the Challenger disaster, figuring out what was wrong with the Challenger and why it blew up and so on, and wrote fabulous books. Uh, he, he said once one of, his gr- one of the smartest things he ever saw was at uh, Caltech, the fabulous technical school in, in Los Angeles, not far from where I grew up. If there was one professor already sitting at a lunch table from your department, you could not sit at that lunch table. Hmm. There was a professional understanding that they encourage you to rub up against people from other disciplines. And so we encourage that as well. You've got to look at your network internally in your company and ask yourself, is it too narrow? Is it just your division? We're not scolding you that you're not outside your division yet. If you've only been in your company six months, if you've got some network built at all, that's great. But over the course of the next year or two, folks, we want you to start broadening so you can touch on virtually all areas of the organization. Not everyone necessarily, but if there are 20 possible vertical structures, you want to be in 12 or 14 or 15. You don't want to be in three or four. There's no perfect answer. There are some people who are spread too thin trying to get five people in all 20. That's too much. There are other people that are too tightly grouped and they have 10 friends at their level and they're all, they all report to their boss or one of their boss's peers. And that's not good either. We want to look for a diamond shape where you're spreading across the entire organization and you're going vertically as well. If you're in the dead middle of the company, you don't have to go all the way down to the lowest level and the furthest division away from you. But you ought to know somebody at your level in that division far away from you. And you ought to know somebody all the way down in your division, even if it's three or four levels down. Good. Okay. So we've covered height, breadth. Now, activity. What's the dimension of activity? Yeah. The question is, whom do you or your team support? Or conversely, who supports you? We don't want you to waste a lot of time building relationships with people who, who, who simply cannot be as helpful to you. Like I said, we didn't say you've got to have a relationship with all 20 divisions of your company. If, if one division sells hardware in EMEA and your division sells support in, in Canada because you're a Canadian-based company, you may not have any relationships there in the first year or two year with the company if you don't do any international travel or something like that. That's okay. On the other hand, if... EMEA also owns the global support network that supports your hardware building. Maybe they support it with with, um, telecommunications infrastructure. You ought to know somebody in the telecommunications infrastructure support area, even if they're in EMEA. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, a lot of Americans don't know this. EMEA stands for Europe, Middle East, and Africa. If you don't know anybody there, your division may be hurt. Your organization may be hurt by... Um, the fact that there's not a relationship that can be leveraged, that you can't call a friend and say, what's going on? When your phone network goes down, you don't want to put in a trouble ticket. You want to call somebody and say, dude, what's going on? What should I tell my boss? How long before it's back up? Nowadays, there are people all over the world providing all kinds of virtual support and passing software code off to, to, to coders in, in, in Southeast Asia, in India, in, in, in Israel, in, uh, in Canada, in the U.S., in Europe, and so on. And you got to know who those people are. So the question is, who do you rely on for support and who relies on you for support? Okay. Put the most effort in relationships that will be most helpful to you and those who naturally your organization connects with. Now, look, internal customers get special attention. If you support somebody internally, you need relationships there. Okay. Now, look, if you're in a global team 
and your team supports the entire organization, then yeah, what we're saying is any division, any customer organization you want to think about having a relationship with. Now, we're not suggesting, oh my God, you've got to have 50 50 new relationships built in the next month. No, but if you support my organization and you don't know anybody in my organization and I call and say, I've got a problem here. I'm not getting the, the raw materials we need for this product build out. We're building some prototypes over here. You would stay on the phone with me when you're done and say, I'll be happy to help. And hey, Mark, can I talk to you a little bit more? And I say, sure, what's up? Well, is there a problem? No, 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 no. He just said, look, we support you. We don't know anybody. I'm new. I don't know anybody over there. Why don't you give me your cell phone number in case anything happens? I'll keep you posted. And look, if you need anything and you're not getting an answer, let me know and I'll see what I can do. I I don't have the rank that you have, but I'll see what I can do. This is how relationships are formed. They're started often because there's a need or because you can speak common language. You don't have to create a relationship out of scratch by going up to somebody and shaking their hand and say, when I look at my network, I have a glaring hole in EMEA. And so I really need to meet somebody. Would you be willing to be my friend? It's not that way at all. If you need a relationship in EMEA and you go to some training where there's a guy from Europe there, you make sure you have a drink with him before dinner and you sit with him at his table and you chat with him a little bit. And halfway through dinner, you ask to be excused and you go to another table and you meet somebody else who's on your list and you just made two new relationships. And it may be that they know two people separately or together that add two more people to your network and now you can leverage them as well. We'll have future casts about that, about how poor people are at leveraging uh, relationships for all the best reasons, right? You don't have to be friends with everybody, but you need to be friends of friends with nearly everybody who makes a difference. So back to internal customers, the people your team support are worth extra effort. If anybody's gonna support your changes or not, it's the people you serve, right? Close relationships with customers helps you serve them better. And when you serve your customers better, they support you. You get less grief, particularly if you're an internal cost center. And if you have internal customers, you probably are an internal cost center. If you have a good relationship, when the shit hits the fan, when the stuff hits the fan, folks, those relationships with your customers give you the extra time to fix it before the firestorm starts from above. If you have a problem on the weekend, a happy customer with a good or a relationship with a customer will give you until Monday morning before they alert the media. And look, by the same token, a, a good relationship with people who serve you will help when you need something extra. Now, we also generally recommend that in the corporate staff area that you uh, put some special entrance. We'll talk about that when we talk about our, our framework here in just a minute. But HR and finance, potentially legal if your company does a lot of legal stuff. I always think facilities are really important. Nobody else seems to think facilities are really important, but I like my office a certain temperature and I like my chair a certain way. And the facilities guy is always seems to be a guy that can get it. And I, always, you know, if the facilities guy is a male, I know when his wife's birthday is and I know what kind of cupcake she likes and I get my air on chair. <laughs> if the company, even if the company doesn't have budget for it. Okay. So you mentioned um, individual license holders are, go- are going to get, an additional document that lays out a framework that, yeah. that folks can fill out to to help make this all perfectly clear. Even if you're not an individual license holder, I think if we go through it here, people can at least visualize what it is and create it themselves if they want. Yeah, there's really two pieces to it. There's a, there's a, it's a document that says, all right, fill in the grid of who you want to have in your network, maybe some people you already have, people above and below and at your level. And then we have three columns, 
two that are blank, vertical, two vertical columns, and then one that has staff above it so that you are thinking about HR and finance and legal and, and facilities and, and, and maybe, maybe even more than that, depending upon your organization. Somebody in accounts, somebody in, in payroll, maybe somebody in corporate budgeting or something like that, uh, corporate planning or staffing. And the idea is once you see the grid and, and at your level, there's, there's, uh, five boxes at your level in each of the three columns, the two blank columns and the staff. And then one level down or down from you, there are three boxes in each of the three columns. And then above you, there are three boxes. You could make it 20 wide. You could make it too wide. The idea is just to replicate uh, having people think about more people at your level and making sure you're getting across the entire organization. I saw one person when I showed this to a client, it's been a while ago, maybe eight months ago, we gave them uh, vertical columns that weren't enough. And so they just, they just cut the the columns in half vertically. And in this case, they would go from three columns to six. And they said, look, there's like, six. I think this guy, we gave him four columns and they turned it into eight. And they said, there's really kind of seven divisions. So if I think about eight, I should be able to get across all the way across the company. And then he started filling names in of people he knew and people he didn't know that he felt like if he could, he would leverage a relationship and get a relationship with them. And the idea is to put a name in the box and then once a week to try to reach out and start to fill in the gaps. Okay. And so I've probably done a poor job of describing it. It's always hard to describe documents to people, um, but you could build your own based on our guidance about height and breadth, folks. The idea is that diamond shape we want you to have in your mind. You don't have to know somebody all the way at the bottom and all the way across the organization. You ought to know somebody in their division, perhaps, that then can reach down if you needed to, to uh, influence them in some way. And, and look, it, it's entirely possible that your business might be divided into service lines. It might be divided regionally. It might be divided uh, product lines. And so be thinking about all those and you may have to add more vertical columns, but easily enough to do, particularly the, you can, we'll give you a start for those of you with individual licenses. There is a column for staff. And the fact is, whoever you are, wherever you are in the organization, you need to know somebody in HR, you need to know somebody in legal, somebody in accounts payable, somebody in IT. Um, that's the part I left out. IT. Shoot. I don't know how I did that. How could you do that? Come on, really? I it was it was totally Freudian, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you're gonna need somebody in staff at some time or other. And here's the thing: staff is serving everybody, and an ounce of honey will get you as much as a gallon of gall. And if you have friends, and there's a problem with one of your directs pay, you want to know somebody in HR. You want to know somebody in payroll. And if you don't have a relationship, it's just going to be harder. And I had a mentor once say, Mark, relationships are what cause work to get done on the weekends. If something happens Friday, 10 o'clock at night, if you don't have any relationships, nobody's going to do anything for you until Monday morning. But if you have a relationship, they can get started and then they can action what they need to action first thing Monday. And then suddenly the problem solved and you can tell your direct, I got your pay. It's all taken care of. It happens. It happens all the time. And without relationships, you don't go to the top of the, you don't go to the front of the line. So we want you to look at this framework, this diagram, and think about the relationships they have, relationships you have. Where would you plot them? Where are you strong? Where are you weak? Where do you need to be looking for targets of opportunity to stick out your hand and more often than you normally would and make sure that you've got a professional network that will help you do the informal things that make up the informal lines of power that make a difference in your organization. And 
Then the question is, okay, how do I reach out, right? I mean, we obviously we want to reach out. And we've put uh, down at the bottom of the, the framework document, it's real simple, it's one page, some simple reminders, folks, to help you realize that networking is not schmoozing, that building a network can happen in bits and pieces, that sticking out your hand is important. That's why we have the longest podcast we've ever done, single podcast, single releases on shaking hands. But look. Think about some of these things. You need to be available before meetings. So go to meetings a few minutes early. And please don't tell me you can't get to meetings early. You can. You just don't want to. If you really think relationships are important, you leave that other meeting early. And because you know it's not going to be done at the top of the hour, so you're going to be late to the next one. And if you hang around further after the other one, heaven forbid you wait to hang around to talk to somebody who's going to be there afterwards, and they leave, and then suddenly you're rushing out, and they're rushing out, and you're not building much of a relationship. But if you leave 10 minutes early, and you get to the other meeting five minutes early, anybody who comes in on time, probably your meeting's not going to start, and you've got five minutes to chat with them. And if there are three people in the room, be smart and strategic and ask yourself, what relationships do I already have? What relationships do I need? What kind of relationships did my team need me to have? And who am I going to pick to stick out my hand and say hello to? I'll probably introduce myself to everybody, but I'll choose to sit next to the person who is the best opportunity for me to develop a relationship, to broaden and deepen my internal network, to help me get things done. And this is all for the benefit of the company. Right. And if you want to be an executive someday, or or you don't, you just want to be more effective at what you're doing, learn from the most... uh, effective executives out there. This is what they do. Yeah. This is how this they do what they do. Yeah. Yep. They, they, bef- they go bef- meetings beforehand and they chat a little bit. If in fact a meeting breaks up at the end of the day, they hang around and they chat with people a little bit longer. It's often called shoulder times, shoulder right before and right after. That's when a lot of work gets done. Another thing, travel. You can, you can do all kinds of things on the margins. One of the big difference between executives and managerial travel is executives have breakfast with somebody, they have lunch with somebody, they have dinner with somebody, and they don't get to email until 10 o'clock at night. Some managers actually think travel is great. I go and I get done at like 5.30. Most of the people I support are gone by six o'clock. I'm back in my hotel room. I can watch a movie. You know, I get a break from the kids perhaps, and uh, I I can relax. I can watch a ball game, whatever. It's really relaxed. Travel's not that bad. I miss my family, but it's not that bad. That is the managerial and low effective managerial way. The effective executive way is breakfast, coffee, lunch, dinner afterwards, all part of a plan, all set up weeks in advance. Hey, I'm going to be in California. You want to have dinner. You want to have lunch. Let's chat a little bit. Let's catch up. Lunch is probably not as often just because people, you know, there's a trend toward not hour and a half lunches anymore. Look, gosh, if you're, if you're coming from out of town and you've got directs uh, and you only see them once a quarter, how can you possibly eat lunch by yourself when you're missing an opportunity to break bread with them and develop the relationship? No, you wouldn't do a face-to-face one-on-one over lunch, but you could do a face-to-face one-on-one and then have lunch, or you could have lunch with everybody. Another thing you can do, you could do regular email updates. I don't know why people don't do this, right? How many times have we said, Control-Shift-K, stay in touch with Mike, and Control-G, do that once a quarter. And then once a quarter, you get a reminder, stay in touch with those in, stay in touch with Mike. And so you send him a quick note. Hey, Mike, was thinking about you. I hope things are going well on that new rollout. Let me know if you need any help. Cheers, Mark. That's not too hard. All I'm doing is keeping the pad warm. And then a year from now, when he and I are thrown together on a project or when I need something from him or he needs something from me, we get it done. Uh, It's a lot more smooth. It didn't take me but five minutes of investment over the course of a calendar year to get hours and hours of payoff when it really matters. Okay. 
Another thing people miss is projects that are cross-organizational. Yes, they're harder to be on, but they're great network building opportunities. Gosh darn it. All things being equal, apply for the ones that reach across the organization. If you're in a part of the organization where you believe other relationships, other organizational relationships would be good. And, and I don't know which companies are like, aren't like that anymore. Another thing, you know, I know this is corny, but folks, you got to start reading promotion announcements. We've talked before, I think, in Career Tools about, about keeping organizationally current. You've got to read promotion announcements. You've got to read all hands mails. You've got to stay on top of the internet. It's not an hour a day. It's 10 minutes. You know, it's, it's 30 minutes every other week staying in touch with things. And you need to put on your calendar time to build relationships in some of the ways of just meeting. Some of the ways I just mentioned, I'm sorry, before and after meetings and the margins on your travel and so on. If you'll just use these times in three to five minute bits, just that. You don't have to say, I've got to have lunch every single day with people. We made a recommendation a long time ago about having lunch, one relationship building lunch a week. That's 50 a year. That adds up pretty significantly. That's more than 80% of the people we know, not counting executives. And you'll get better simply because you do one lunch a week. In the same way that on Tuesday, you leave early to pick up the kids at daycare, Maybe Wednesday or Thursday is I do a lunch with somebody outside of my immediate vicinity in the company every Wednesday or Thursday. And when your directs see that on your calendar and they say, oh, yeah, is that your lunch with somebody else? Yeah, I got to go. He's a, he's a new guy. He's, uh, he's in corporate finance. And I realize he and I are going to be in a couple of projects together. So I figured I get to know him a little bit. And they're like, wow, how do you have time for that? Well, <laughs> I don't. But I have even less time to try to work with him when I don't know anything about him and the stuff is hitting the fan and I need help and he doesn't know me and I don't know him. And he's going to put his friend's needs above mine. That n- Not because he's a bad guy, because he's smart and because he's human. It's the way it works. Yeah, that's it. So overview, again, you've got to develop these internal relationships. We, we want you to think about your height, think about your breadth, look for that diamond shape in the organization analyze where people work, the activity that's happening. Use our simple framework if you're an individual licensee, or even if you're not, you can create one, a little grid uh, based on the verticality in your company and then various levels horizontally. And look, you map who you know, and that shows you who you don't know. Compare who you know to the organization and you'll see some gaps. Fill in the gaps over time. You don't have to go reach out tomorrow and do it, but be aware of where your gaps are And when you get opportunities uh, to stick out your hand and say, hi, we haven't met before, but I work over on Project X. I want you to know. um, If you need anything, let me know. And so that's the easy part, thinking about it. And all you have to do is go out and do it. And if you do it a little bit at a time, you won't come across as a schmoozer. You don't have to do that schmoozing thing. And suddenly, at the end of the year, you'll have a solid network, which will get you the kind of results you want. And you'll feel a lot better about relationship building skills without being a networker. And then you'll be able to build external relationships so that if, in fact, you want to leverage your results internally that you've produced, there'll be more people willing to listen on the outside when you need them to. That's it. Good stuff. All right. Thanks, my friend. My pleasure, partner. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Meantime, check out the discussion forums, www.manager-tools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. So long.